Welcome back to the Game Over Podcast. I'm trying out a couple new background songs. I don't know which one I'm going to pick for this one, but the last one I put on uh, Bane and Clangin kind of slapped, so we're going to keep keep rolling the dice on that. We are speaking of rolling the dice. This NFL season has come up snake eyes. We have got to week 18 of the season. Um... I have been covering the Chargers and the Falcons, two teams on different coasts that have almost been mirror images of each other. Um, As the season has gone on, you have been able to see the glaring weaknesses on both the offensive side of the ball of the Chargers and offensive side of the ball of the Falcons. Defensively, the Falcons are pretty sound. Probably one of the best defenses in the NFL, especially with what is being asked of them. Uh, Chargers defense has regressed a little bit from last year. Khalil Mack, though, is having a having an amazing season. Um, 100 sacks. I think he's leading the NFL in sacks, so he's had a great year. Hopefully, uh, the Chargers can re-sign him. But this has been just a wacky year. And football all around for the uh, for these two teams. The Falcons had very lofty expectations of getting to the playoffs. They had an easy division. Uh, the coach in year three, Arthur Smith, who people believed uh, in a three-year plan that this was the completion of the plan. Um, and they are still alive for the playoff spot. They have to win. And then they need the Carolina Panthers, who have only won two games, to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not impossible. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. The Chargers, on the other hand, have been eliminated. Justin Herbert has been shelved for the season. I don't need to see Keenan Allen play uh, this season uh, anymore. He needs to to rest. He's 33. Uh, He will be back. I also believe that we might have seen the the end of Mike Williams, the uh, the number two receiver for the Chargers. He uh, tore his ACL in the second game. I do not think the Chargers are going to re-sign him. Um, also, big disappointment on the Chargers side was Quentin Johnson. Uh, their first-round pick has not played well, um, has not been utilized well also. Also on the Chargers side, Brandon Staley has been fired. Uh, the head coach of the Chargers the much-bewildered, over, it just seemed like he was kind of overwhelmed. Um, defense was a specialty, and defense was our weakness for the Chargers. Also, Todd Telesco um, has been fired. He was a general manager, and he did not do a good job. I, I think the, the Quinton Johnson pick, along with the Isaiah Spiller pick, uh, might have sealed his doom, even though he did get Justin Herbert, which was a great pick, and Rashawn Slater, which is also a great pick. And signing Khalil Mack was a great pick, but you cannot miss on your first-round draft picks. So the Chargers will be welcoming a new general manager and a new head coach at the uh, this offseason. The Falcons, uh, we don't know. Um, the Falcons' uh, general manager will 100% be back. But Arthur Smith is in a tough spot. They played the Colts last week and won. But they played the Bears this week and got beat, beat, beat up. 
uh, by Justin Fields and uh, DJ Moore. Um, I have taken DJ Moore a couple times on DraftKings. Uh, he usually gets 10 to 15 um, points. Uh, my friend took him one week. He got 52. He's very good. So the Bears are looking good if they are able to keep Justin Fields, even though the Falcons want him and possibly could make a play for him at the uh, at the end of the end of the season. But our coach is still in uh, limbo. He, it, it's hard to say. You know, it just depends on the owner's mood. If he's feeling good about Arthur that particular day, Arthur Smith could be back next year. If he, if he's under so much pressure from the city to get rid of him, um, he might get rid of him. But you know, that seat will start extra hot for Arthur Smith next year if he is captain. Do you want that kind of pressure? You're going to have a new quarterback. Our, the Falcons quarterback situation this season has been absolutely abysmal. Uh, that's that's my, my dude's, one of my dude's favorite words. Um, we use it uh, all the time on the other podcasts, but they, they've been bad. The, the quarterback situation has been bad. We go from Desmond Ritter, he's a first, uh, fourth round draft pick out of, uh, out of Cincinnati. Uh, high hopes. He was good at Cincinnati. He was a winner there, so high hopes for him to be a winner here. Now, on the other side of that, uh, we have Tyler Heineke, uh, pride of the Battle Hawks of the XFL, soon to be the UFL. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Tyler Heineke has not been much better, unfortunately. Um, he came in last week against the uh, Colts, played pretty well, uh, but did not play well against the Bears. Also, underutilizing Bijan Robinson, underutilizing Kyle Pitts, underutilizing Drake London. You got three first-round draft picks on the offensive side of the ball, all of which have been healthy this year, and the offense has not produced the results that we were looking for, and that is why... We are in the position that we are in. I was going to hit you with the stats of both games, but that would just depress us all. Because <laughs> they're not good. They're, they're not good. And uh, the Falcons are, this week are, are going against the Saints, who just beat the Buccaneers, who are probably going to represent the AFC South. Uh, this is going to be an entertaining game to watch because the Saints need to win, the Falcons need to win. So it's going to be competitive. Um... The Saints have, uh, I think Alvin Kamara's out this week. He got banged up in the the previous game against the Buccaneers. Um, But the tight end Hill, you know, Carr, Shahid's a good receiver, and Chris Olave going against the secondary. So it'll be be a competitive game. Um, And also Tyler Henneke making pro- well Tyler Haneke I didn't know he is actually one of the highest paid backups in the ad- in the NFL so that's also doesn't bode well I think he's got a seven million dollar guaranteed contract which is a lot of money for a backup so that is what we are looking at right now with that but what I wanted to get into were the playoff matchups and what I think of the first round. Now, this is still fluid. This isn't set in stone because they're going to change next week depending on the uh, on the results. But 
let's take a look at the uh, the NFC side. So first we got the San Francisco 49ers uh, having the best record, and they have clinched the bye for the first week of the playoffs. They're 12 and four. Then we have the Dallas Cowboys, 11 and five. We got the Green Bay Packers coming in, uh, first round wild card weekend, first game. That's actually that's one of those classic matchups. I, I remember growing up watching a lot of Packers versus Cowboys games. Uh, Troy Aikman versus Brett Favre. Uh, Dallas Cowboys do have the advantage. They're going to be playing at home, which they have been lights out. They've got a stellar offense. They'd be going against a young quarterback in, in Love, who has played well. Um, they're going to have both their running backs, A.J. Dillon and uh, Aaron. I, forget his, I forget his last name, but he is fantastic. Um, and also a whole assortment of receivers, Wicks and Watson and those guys. But I think Dallas would just be too much for him. Uh, being at home, CJ Lamb is a monster out there, and Dak. Uh, you know what I wonder all the time? Why don't more teams use their number one in the slot more? It just it just seems like it's a no-brainer. Because once you're on the slot, you're up against the third corner, second corner. Usually, corners don't travel, and if they did, it automatically tips you off to the, what kind of defense they're running. Um, so Dallas versus Green Bay. Then we'd have Detroit Lions versus the Los Angeles Rams, which would be the Stafford Bowl. This is a dangerous game for the Detroit Lions, who um, who are having the best season they've had since 1993. Uh, lost a heartbreaker to the Cowboys on a bad call, what I perceive as a bad call. Um, the Los Angeles has got Cooper Cups, Kyron Williams, and Puka. Puka Nakua. That would be a uh, an Amigos Amigos song. I live here in Atlanta, and it just seems like a song that they would do. It would go Puka Nakua, Puka Nakua, Puka Nakua, Puka Nakua. If you listen to Amigos, that's what all their their music sounds like. Puka Nakua, Puka Nakua. Um, but Puka should win Offensive Rookie of the Year. He had a spectacular season, um, and. Uh, it would be an indoor game, which would favor the Rams because of their speed on the outside. And seeing uh, what Detroit happened to Detroit when, when given the quarterback any time to pass, Matt Stafford would light him up. So I'd have Los Angeles going on the road and beating the Detroit Lions. Then uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. That's a dangerous game. For the Philadelphia Eagles, very dangerous. They represent the NFC in the Super Bowl last year. They have dropped to the wild card, and they'd be playing a team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that uh, has a very good wide receiving core, um, a very talented running back, and an opportunistic defense. And Philadelphia is struggling right now. They just lost to the Cardinals, who are not very good. So they've got some they've got some holes to fill. I know. Darius Slay has heard he, he's had knee surgery. But I, I think that Philadelphia would probably still be able to win that game, even though it would be really, really close. Um, A.J. Brown is, is a, just a really good receiver. And they have a good running game. They just got to use it. All right. So let's go to the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens. Mark When I, Mark Andrews went down, I thought, hey, they might be in some trouble. 
but they are not. They are the undisputed juggernaut of this entire NFL playoffs. Lamar Jackson probably going to win the MVP, rightfully so. He threw five touchdowns last week against Miami. They would have a week off to recharge. Hopefully, um, they would not get, um, they would not lose their edge because that's always the thing with these teams that have bye weeks. Um, usually, I mean, if you have a bye week, that means you're at home resting. You're not, you're not, you're not on your toes. You're not practicing. So. Even though you're going to be well rested, it's difficult to ramp up the intensity again. It's not the same for the Kansas City Chiefs. They've always had the bye week, but they they seem fine. But I think the Baltimore Ravens would also be fine. But then, first round, we got Miami Dolphins versus the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Miami Dolphins 11 and five versus the Colts nine and seven. Colts did a spectacular job once their starting quarterback Anthony Richardson went down. Uh, they had the mustache man, Gardner Minshew, come in there and uh, do a do a spectacular job. Um, they've had some great uh, some great play from from Moss, the backup running back, and then also uh, their two receivers, uh, rookie Downs, and then Michael Pittman Jr. have been great. Um, Defensively, they've been they've played well too. Uh, Miami Dolphins have been probably the most explosive offense in the NFL this season. They put a 70 burger on uh, on the Broncos earlier this season. Um, I do at the beginning of the season. I wish I'd taken my own advice because I did a breakdown on the Madden ratings and how fast the Miami Dolphins were between Waddle, A Chain, Mostert, and Hill. They have the fastest offensive weapons in the NFL, and they be playing at home against the Dol- against the Colts. Wouldn't stand a chance. Too much speed, too many options, and uh, healthy Tua looking to get his uh, very first playoff win. All right, Kansas City and Buffalo Bills. This would be the game of the weekend if if this holds. Um, I'm going to do one next week uh, to, to do the final rankings. But Kansas City Chiefs versus Buffalo Bills. Kansas City has not looked like the Kansas City we know and love. Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. How crazy is that in his career? He's made it to two Super Bowls. Two. And has never played a road playoff game outside of the Super Bowl. So that's also pretty incredible. Uh, Buffalo Bills are surging at the right time. They fired their offense coordinator. Um, who was actually the, the quarterback for the, uh, for the Miami Hurricanes. I'm, uh, his name is escaping me. But he was, he was good as a quarterback, but not so much as an office coordinator. And uh, they've been playing way better. They've been utilizing uh, Cooks out of the backfield more as a passing option. Uh, the only thing that Diggs has not been great. Um, Davis has been picking up the slack, slack and Shakur. And also, um, their tight ends, Knox, and I forget the other guy's name, uh, the rookie. But he's also been having a great season. All right, which brings us to the last matchup, the Jacksonville Jaguar first the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns are in it, regardless. Um, I call Joe Flacco the Flack Daddy, a.k.a. the Daddy Flack, a.k.a. Flack around to find out. Uh, I took him in DraftKings against my friends in our in our little league. <laughs> I 
Um, Amari Cooper had 50 points. Uh, Joe Flacco is that dude. Nothing would make me happier than to see the Cleveland Browns go on a playoff run, starting by beating the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have uh, their momentum is slowed. Um, this could be the Houston Texans at this spot, but either way, I would, I would, I would choose the uh, the Cleveland Browns, whether they had to go to Jacksonville or go to Houston. Um, I think that their defense is solid. And remember, they lost to Sean Watson very early in the season, and they also lost Nicholas Chubb very early in the season. So uh, kudos to them uh, for, for their coaching jobs this season. So that looks like a great playoff slate, some great matchups, and anything anything could happen in that wild card weekend. Um, since they've gone to the, to the one team getting a bye week thing, it's been great. There's been more games, more upsets, more up and down, and the teams have to play until the very end. So there's no uh, there's no sitting everybody. And this week, uh, week 18 is a is a great example of that of all the all the games that are still meaningful uh, heading down the stretch. All right, so. Let's take a look at the uh, also big news uh, on the other podcast that talked about The Rock on uh, Bane and Clang and showing up at uh, at Raw day one. But the XFL, after a very good first year, has now teamed up with the USFL to form the UFL, making almost every XFL shirt that I own obsolete. Because a lot of those teams no longer exist anymore, and the league does not exist as the XFL. But I will still wear it proudly for the for the uh, for the next couple of months until March 30th starts, and it's still after that. But that's when the league will officially be defunct. So the UFL, the United Football League, has come together with eight teams starting March 30th. So we got the Birmingham Stallions, the Memphis Showboats, and the Michigan Panthers. Those are the teams that survived from the USFL. The XFL had the Houston Roughnecks, Arlington Renegades, St. Louis Battlehawks, San Antonio Brahmas, and DC Defenders. This will be on Fox, it'll be on ESPN, ABC, and Disney, I want to say, and Hulu. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, this is going to expand the league, give it more viewers, because last year was split. People, there are some people who are on the XFL side, and there are some people on the USFL, USFL side. I only watched the XFL. That's all I watched uh, last season. I, I may have spent like maybe all of five minutes watching some US, USFL games. I love the XFL. I love the presentation. And uh, Rock and uh, Danny Garcia have done a fantastic job bringing this league to life. And uh, giving us some spring football, some stuff to watch during the spring. So I'm going to be back on that, uh, doing my recaps of the XFL. Um, uh, the UF, UFF, UFL, I'll be back doing that uh, this spring. So March, uh, looking forward to that. All right, so let's get to some DraftKings because we all love money. Um, I'm still chasing that 100000 in my... Uh, in my um, my time off, I did not win the hundred thousand. I did not. I did well though. I did well. So let's take a look at my team. This is a team I picked. Um, 
my best team, I finished 1,457th place out of a lot of people, I, I, a lot. So I chose Jalen Hurts, who uh, three passing touchdowns, 167 yards passing, 25 rush yards, one interception. Khalil Herbert going up against the Falcons. He did phenomenal. One rushing touchdown, five receiving yards, 124 rushing, two receptions, three points for a 100-yard game. Hill for the uh, for the Ravens. Now, the thing with the Ravens, they have a two. They have Gus Edwards and they have Hill. Uh, it's hard to say which one they were going to use, so I just picked. I just randomly, I just picked Hill. He he absolutely waylaid the Chargers. So I was like, I might as well. All right. One receiving touchdown, 64 yards receiving, 48 yards, five receptions. Then I went Cooper Cup. I went Cooper Cup because I was thinking to myself, Giants, awful, awful defense, awful, awful secondary. So Cooper went one receiving touchdown, 27 yards, four receptions. But then we have Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. Oh, some Migos action. All right. 118 yards receiving, 19 yards rushing, five receptions. Three uh, points for a 100-yard receiving game. Then went George Pickens. George Pickens went off uh, two weeks ago, so I said, hey, um, Seattle's defense secondary isn't great. Um, Mason Rudolph, here's the, here's the thing with fantasy football. You've got to pay attention to the quarterback and who they like to utilize. Mason Rudolph doesn't use tight ends, but he has a good chemistry with George Pickens. So I went Pickens. 131 yards receiving, seven receptions, three points for 100. Uh, three, uh, one, three points for 100 yard games. Isaiah Likely, the main target of one Lamar Jackson. Two receiving touchdowns. Two receiving touchdowns. 47 yards and two receptions. Two, re- two, two receptions, two touchdowns. That's the kind of stat, stat line I like. 18 points. Darius Slayton. A lot of people, I saw what Slayton did last week. What I saw about relationship between the quarterback and the receivers. Tyrod Taylor came in for relief of DeVito. And I saw how he used Slayton. So I might run Slayton back this week. One receiving touchdowns, 106 yards receiving, four receptions, and three points for a 100-yard game. And then we had the Patriots defense. One sack, one interception made, one defensive touchdown. Defenses are a crapshoot. You never know. All right, let's see who won the top prize. See, that's that's actually not bad. I wasn't that far off. The top guy got 218 points and won $75,000. I had 174 points. So I wasn't that far off, but the money is very different. All right, let's see who they had. They had uh, Tyrod Taylor, my man Tyrod. Good pick. Uh, Who had 27 points. Isaac Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco. That's a good pick. He went off. He is the the main weapon for the Kansas City Chiefs. That was a good pick. Devin Achain. Oh, that's another good pick for the Dolphins. Even though he didn't he didn't go off. Well, he did go off. But they lost in a big way. They were still running the ball. Devontae Adams, man, 40 points. That was a lot of faith in Devontae Adams because going against Indianapolis. So Indianapolis secondary, very suspect. Ah, and then DJ Moore, great pick. And he also had Slayton Ingram, George Pickens, and he took the Chargers defense. 
Oh, lucky dude. Lucky dude. That's a, that's a ragtag bunch of dudes, but he is $75,000 richer. Uh, I'm going to put in next week. Uh, go again. Try to win this money. Love it, money. Love money. Love winning. Uh, it's not so much the money. I love winning more than, uh, than the actual money. Uh, I know that's kind of silly to say, but I'm all about the thrill of competition. All right. So thank you for listening. I know it's been a while, but I am back now, and we're going to make this. This is about a year a year ago. I started Game Over. I remember just sitting in the uh, – I was warming up uh, warming up my, my neck from my, from my my crash. So I was just needed – I needed more things to do while I was sitting there getting it ready uh, to try to try to complete my day. So what I did is decide is like while I'm doing this, I need to talk about football because I love football. And uh, I, we started on the playoffs. And then the playoffs morphed into the XFL. And then the XFL morphed into Madden. And then Madden morphed into doing the regular season. So um, I've had a lot of fun doing it. And this is my favorite time is playoff game. So we're going to get to talk about the, about the playoffs. Maybe we're talking about the Falcons if they make it. Um, Chargers definitely not, unless we're talking about a mock draft coming up, because I don't want to depress my uh, my Chargers peeps. But we got a game. Uh, we got one more game left against Kansas City. They probably won't play their starters, so we might have some might have some flashes. Get to see some young guys. Um, but yeah, we'll see. All right. So thank you again for listening to the Game Over podcast. Uh, Go check out a Banff Hammer. You got some New Year's resolutions. You want to get in shape. It is a good tool to have to advance your fitness. Uh, www.bamfhammer.com. Sean has a bunch of new hammers uh, to choose from. Pick your poison and get after it. Start banging, banging and clanging with that hammer. Uh, also, check out Go Juice, 400 milligrams of caffeine. Whatever you got to do, it's going to get you there uh, quickly quickly and smoothly all right so thank you again this has been crossbones game over podcast enjoy the games this weekend and i will be back to talk some football this week actually we're going to talk some more football speaking of that chargers mock draft and falcons mock draft we might as well go ahead and knock one of those out all right see you next time